Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Jules here with another episode of Eclectic Athlete Radio. And today, we're talking about training, specifically training mistakes and some of the biggest mistakes I see in the gym that are holding you back from getting the results that you want. We're talking about high versus low repetitions. We're talking about HIIT training, cardio before or after, and the biggest mistake I see. So stick around. It's going to be a great episode. But before we get into today's show, I do want to let you guys know my web store is up. I have a couple different t-shirts up on there on eclecticathlete.com. Go ahead, check them out. Limited quantities. Want to look styling, so don't miss out. Now, time for today's show. So, first topic is too high of intensity and too low of volume. Now, I want to define these two different terms. So, intensity refers to your one rep max. What is a maximal amount of weight you can lift? So if you can squat 100 pounds one time and that's it, that's your one rep max, that's 100% intensity. If you squat 90 pounds, then that's 90% of your intensity. 80 pounds, that's 80%, so on and so forth. So volume refers to what is the total amount of weight that you lifted. So let's say you did three sets of 10, that's 30 reps. And let's say you used 50 pounds, which is 50% intensity, that's 1,500 pounds of volume. All right, so why are these important? Depending on which one you target, you're going to adapt differently. So a different stimulus is going to have a different adaptation in your body. So what does that mean? If you're going to train for strength, a higher intensity is important. Okay, 80%, 85%, 90%. It's important to not always get close to 100% of your max because that can lead to burnout, that can lead to injury, etc. But you do want to uh, you know, stimulate your body to a high degree. And strength gains come from you know, your nervous system basically preparing itself to lift more weight. Right, Higher force output is generated by your motor neurons, which basically are nerves that you know, attach to your muscle fibers, tell them to contract. So higher intensity are going to target that. Um, Higher volume is going to target more of that hypertrophy. So this is where we get into high reps versus low reps. Again, low reps, you're going to use a higher intensity, more for strength. Higher reps, more for hypertrophy. Um, However, you can also, you know, have a, a crossover in each of these categories. So you can also build muscle with low repetitions. Again, that's just going to depend on how much volume you use. So if you use, um, you know, hundred pounds or let's say 90 pounds, you're going to have to have a a lot higher volume, um, to get that hypertrophy effect. So you can't just do three sets of two and expect to grow. You might have to do 10 sets or more to get that volume in. Um, at the same time, if you're going for strength and you want to use high repetitions, you know, you will, by building more muscle, you know, you increase the size of the muscle fibers, the cross-sectional area. So you are going to build strength that way. Again, each one of these, um, you know, ends of the spectrum will build on different um, adaptations in your body, but you can have a crossover. And what I recommend is using both, right? Maybe one day of the week, you're going to target your strength and that's going to be your, your priority, right? So maybe three to five sets of, you know, two to three repetitions with a higher intensity, maybe another day of the week, you're going to use 
higher repetitions, more sets, more volume to get that hypertrophy. And that way, you're not just taxing your body in the same way all the time. So this is kind of the concept of periodization, which I can talk about in another episode. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. That's my specialty, you know, as a strength coach, as a trainer, that's what I do. So moving on to topic number two, this is HIIT training. HIIT training, so high intensity interval training. And I think this is kind of a topic that we get wrong a lot. So again, high intensity, I already defined that. So that means a high percent of your of your um, max, right? Now, in terms of HIIT, you know, we can do that with sprints. You can do that also with lifting weights. Um, if you're doing it with sprints, you know, you will want long rest. And that's the thing with high intensity, you need a lot of rest to actually keep the intensity high. Your body needs a lot of time to recover. And this is something I saw a lot with my, my track athletes. You know, we do a maximal sprint and they want to go right away. Like, oh, I'm not tired. I want to do it again. Right. But you, you need a lot of recovery time. So I like to use different ratios um, for recovery. So a work to rest ratio of one to three, one to four, one to five. So that means if you did a 10 second sprint, you know, you might want to rest, uh, you know, 50 seconds, a minute, even more, um, especially if, again, depending on that intensity, you're going to need more and more rest. And that's the same thing you see with, you know, powerlifting and these really heavy strength lifts. You want to rest a lot and you see that all the time. Right, you do a set of two or a set of three, and that takes a lot out of your body. You want to rest, you know, two to three minutes so you can actually target that strength. Now, if you are going more for an endurance effect, if you are going for hypertrophy, you'll want less rest. And again, that's because your intensity is a lot lower, so you can maintain that effort more frequently. So HIIT training is great for burning fat. It's great for, you know, maintaining muscle, but you want to make sure you get the proper rest. And a lot of times we see too little of rest at the expense of intensity. So if you're actually using high intensity, you want a lot of rest. And again, that's going to target and, you know, really tax your muscles to a higher degree. So don't worry if you are resting a lot, you know, that's going to give you a greater effect greater adaptation. And that's going to lead me to topic number three, cardio before or after weights. And again, this is another topic I see botched all the time. So you have to think about what your goal is. What is your priority? If you're looking to build your cardiovascular endurance, um, your cardiovascular ability, then, you know, maybe just have that on a separate day or separate training session entirely. <clears throat> what we see is if you're training lower body, you probably don't want to have, you know, cardio work too soon or too, um, you know, too close to that session because those are two different adaptations, right? If you're walking on the treadmill, that's fine. You know, that you can see that as recovery work or something like that. But if you're running miles and miles and you just did legs you know, you're going to blunt that effect of your training session, right? If you're training for strength, if you're training for hypertrophy, um, these these pathways in the in the body, um, they target uh, something called mTOR. Um, you can look it up. I'm not going to get too uh, sciencey here today, but uh, that's a completely different pathway than building that endurance. Um, and that's something that's a different pathway called the AMPK 
pathway so that builds mitochondria in your muscles and mitochondria produce energy, right? So, um, you know, runners have a lot of mitochondria in their muscle cells because they need that constant energy output, right? Your long duration, steady state type of work requires a lot of energy. So if you're running one mile, two miles, whatever that distance may be, that's completely different than, you know, that strength and muscular hypertrophy adaptation. So you want to keep those separate. Now, again, if you're doing more of like a hit type of training, it is a little bit different. That is a little bit more anaerobic. So it doesn't require that long duration of training. So you could get away with doing hit at the end of a session or in the beginning of a session to kind of warm your body up. But just as a general rule of thumb, try to have those separate. Or if you're doing upper body, you know, some some cardio probably won't hurt because you're targeting your upper body muscles and, you know, cardio is usually lower body dominant. So again, the takeaway here is if you're going to do cardio, do it entirely in a different session or if you're doing upper body, you could get away with doing cardio in the same session. But generally, if you're going to do lower body strength training, do it separately from your cardio. All right, number four, moving right along. Another huge mistake I see, too many accessory exercises. Now, what does this mean exactly? Well, accessory exercises, this is basically how I lay out my my strength training program, right? You want a main exercise. And this is another thing I see wrong, which I'll talk about in a second. We see that people usually don't have a main exercise of the day. So that's already mistake number one. Um, so you want to have a main exercise of the day, whatever you're exercising that day, whether that be upper body, right? You want to have a main movement. Let's say it's bench press. So bench press is your main movement, you want to have a secondary movement. What else are you targeting, right? Maybe it's your back, right? You need a strong back as well. And then that's where you can layer in the accessory movements. And these are, you know, very individualized. What are you, what are your goals? Do you want bigger muscles? You know, do you have a weakness that you need to address, whether that be a core issue or, you know, a smaller muscle issue? This is where you layer in those accessory exercises. But what I see often is that the accessories become the main movements, right? And we have this notion of, again, back to the point number one, intensity versus volume. We think that, okay, we need to only do high reps, only do, you know, high volume for this muscle. And that's how I'm going to grow. So I see people do, you know, chest flies as their, their main movement, or they do bicep curls or forearm curls or lateral flies, whatever it may be. And you see this a lot with, you know, uh, lower body training as well. You see these programs are like, oh, build your booty, right? And you do like a million banded exercises and they're great. I use a lot of bands in my training. If you, if you work with me, you know that. But these are more of warm up exercises or you can use them as, you know, I like to use these higher rep, higher volume exercises at the end of a training session because I've already targeted the prime movers, right? So if I'm working out my glutes, a prime movement um, might be a squat, it might be a deadlift, um, it might be some type of single leg exercise, Bulgarian split squats, anything like that. And these you can load to a higher degree. So you want that high load. You do want high intensity, um, but you don't want to get stuck in just in only high intensity or only high volume. So 
target your prime movers with you know a higher intensity movement where you can load it. Um, your muscle fibers have you know different um, abilities in terms of force output, and you have different types of fibers. You have your slow twitch and you have your fast twitch. Your fast twitch will generate more force. Slow twitch are more endurance based. You can generate less force usually, but they're more again endurance based. But if again if we're only doing high repetitions, you're pretty much only targeting those slow twitch fibers so you're doing you know a million clamshells yeah that's great you know you're getting that burn everyone loves the burn but um, you're leaving a lot on the table um, whereas if you did something like a hip thrust you're getting those um, fast twitch fibers involved involved um, you're getting those slow twitch fibers involved at the end of the workout when you use those banded exercises so that's again a big mistake i see too many accessory exercises so takeaway here, use your prime movers with a higher intensity, and then towards the end of the training session, use those um, you know, secondary and accessory muscle groups by using higher reps. And you know, you can use cables, you can use you can even use body weight, right? You can go to failure, you can do drop sets, supersets. This is where you can get a little bit more fancy, a little bit more nuanced, but the key with that is just higher volume, but you don't want to always go higher volume. You don't want to always go high intensity. Again, use a mix of both. And number five, the biggest training mistake I see, no training plan. And I've talked about this before. Um, if you follow me on social media, um, I don't work out. Okay. I train. And this is a, a concept that we don't, most of us don't really um, take into account, right? Working out is great, you know, basically working out, what that means is you're exercising, you're getting, you know, getting a sweat in, you're getting that burn, but you have no plan. And again, I think exercise is great. You don't have to always have a plan. There's some days where I love to just, you know, use a kettlebell, use my steel mace, battle ropes, or, you know, go play basketball, go play soccer. This is just me working out, just exercising because I love to do it. But if I'm training for something specifically, whether that be a powerlifting meet or a Spartan race or a 5K, uh, I'm not training for a 5K, but <laughs> hypothetically, you know, you need to have a training plan. It's the same concept for school, right? If you're, you know, if you're taking a class, you don't just study random chapters out of your book, right? That'd be great. You know, you'd learn a lot, but at the same time, you won't learn what you need to learn to get a good grade on that test, so look at training as a test, right? Every three to four weeks is a big midterm or your final. And you want to, you know, train accordingly. You want to have a structured plan where each week you're either going up in intensity, you know, going up in volume, whatever that may be, but you should be progressing every week. And something that I see is people do the same training, their same workouts every single time, right? And again, you know, it's great to exercise. It's better than nothing. But that can also lead to injury, repetitive use over and over and over again. Um, and this is something that's crucial, you know, especially if you're a strength athlete. Um, you see, you know, Olympic weightlifters, you see powerlifters. Again, that concept of periodization where you're, you're alternating your, your training stimulus, whether that be an exercise or the intensity. Um, you're changing it up every four to six weeks, and that's going to allow you to continue to see progress. So even if you don't have, you know, an overt training goal, if you're not training for something big, you know, you do want to still have a training plan. 
because that's going to allow you to see better results. You know, most people don't go to the gym because they love it. You know, they go because they, you know, they need to, right? We need to exercise. We need to be healthy. Um, and we're, we might want to, you know, slim down. We want, might want to gain muscle, whatever that be. You know, you want to maximize that goal. You don't want to be just wasting your time. You know, the whole point of this podcast is to show you to train smart and hard, right? Train smarter and harder. You just don't want to do one or the other. You can't just hack your way into a better training session. You can't just, and you can't take the easy way out either. You know, any result that's worthwhile is going to take a lot of work um, and it won't be overnight. It won't be in a couple weeks. It might be a few months. It might be six months. It might be a year. You know, people ask me all the time, uh, you know, what was the hardest part or, you know, when did I start seeing results? You know, realistically, it took me about a year and I was frustrated, but looking back on it, I didn't have any training plan. You know, I would do legs a couple days, you know, I would do, I would do a whole lot of upper body, you know, biceps and chest and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, early on in my training career, I was injured a lot. And again, this is because I didn't have any concept of, you know, a training, a structured training plan. I wasn't progressing optimally. I was kind of just doing random exercises. So whole takeaway, you know, have a structured training plan, you know, sit down, write down what exercises you're going to do in that training session. You know, don't just go in with no idea of what you're going to do and just come up with something random. Again, if you love to exercise and you just want to, you know, get a sweat in, that's totally fine. But if you're actually going for a goal, you need a training plan. So those are my top five training mistakes I see. Um, thank you for tuning in. And, you know, if you guys have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, I'm always available. I'm always on social media. Check me out. Jewels of Energy on Instagram, eclecticathlete.com, eclecticathlete on Facebook, Twitter. Um, yeah, so thanks again, guys, and stay tuned for next week's episode. It's going to be another good one. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and if you guys did, feel free to share it. I would truly, truly appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I'll catch you next week.